Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning and welcome to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. I'm Kendra Petroni and today I'm so excited. We're talking with award-winning fashion and pop culture host, reality TV star, actress, and executive producer, Melissa Rivers. She currently hosts her own podcast, Group Text with Melissa Rivers. And of course, she is best known for co-creating and co-hosting the iconic Fashion Police alongside her legend of a mother, Joan Rivers. Hi, Melissa. Good morning. Welcome to the Exceptional Women program here on Magic 106.7 in Boston. How are you? Good. How are you? Very good. I am such a, a lifelong fan of yours. I am, I'm so excited that we get a few minutes to talk with you this morning. Uh, first, of course, I have to ask, you know, how are you doing? How is your, your family doing? And how have you guys gotten through all of this insanely strange time right now? <laughs> um, we're, well, first of all, we're doing well. My son did go back to school. His school is uh, on like a hybrid mm-hmm. program. We're some in person, some uh, virtual. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, we were quarantined. Cooper and I, Cooper's 19 now, and he and I were quarantined together. Oh. And um, Interesting. It, it's going to sound bizarre <laughs> to say, but we walked away with, actually, and we always had a great relationship, but we walked away with a totally different relationship, but even better. Because, uh, you know, it, he's a teenager. He was a freshman in college. They're, you know, they major in drinking beer and chasing girls, you know, in general. So, you know, to be stuck at home with your mom, literally stuck and captive, um, it, we actually, that's been the best part of that is, is we've really, we've bonded in a completely different way. And that's so funny because there are two questions I want to ask to follow that up because, you know, he's in college, so... For him, like I think back to when I was in college, I was wondering, you know, did did he ever feel like he's missing out? Does he feel like, you know, being home that he's not getting to experience all of the things, you know, that he would have on campus? And two, because see, I look at you and I think you're one of the coolest people on the planet. And I've never met you in person, but I would love to be quarantined with you. But I imagine I have three kids at home. They want nothing to do with me. How old are your kids? Oh, 10, 7, and 6. Help me, please. Oh, by the way, so much easier. If you said anything teen, I would be, oh, my God, you are in hell. Oh, my, that's so funny. Wow. So, I mean, yeah, so he doesn't, is he good with being at home? I mean, he doesn't. He doesn't feel... Well, you know, he, came, he was very disappointed. He's, a, he's an athlete, and his season got cut short. 
So, you know, that was very frustrating. To, and to come home, what I call game fit and game ready. These, mm-hmm. You know, these boys during season are, you know, coaches are doing everything besides throwing red meat in the cage before they let them loose. <laughs> um, they're all, you know, they're all game fit and game ready and mentally there. Right. Where, you know, they, they, they're ready to, to compete. Um, so for him to come home during that period was difficult. Also, as a freshman, you're, you're, you know, suddenly you've learned the whole first semester how to do college-level work, mm-hmm. and he was on the dean's list, and I was really proud of him. And then you have to now learn in a completely different modality. Right. So, yeah. you know, it was hard, you know, and, and of course he felt like he was missing out, and suddenly you've gone from your first taste of freedom to back to where there's rules. Right. It's it's such a change. I mean, I remember just and, coming home just in between breaks thinking, oh, God, I have to, like, turn the lights off at a certain time. Like, what is this, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we did some negotiating. But I have to say, you know, a lot of people, you know, I did not have my experience. But, yeah, we had our moments. We learned how to fight better and let go of things faster. And we really walked away from quarantine. We, Cooper and I were always super close. I was a single mom and the whole thing. And we were, I've been very fortunate that I've had an amazing relationship with my son. Doesn't mean it was easy. Right. By any stretch of the imagination. But we have a really good relationship. And um, we walked away with a different relationship, but a better relationship. I, I agree. And I think that's fair to say for a lot of families. It may not always be easy and it may not be perfect. But I do think that we'll all hopefully come out of this learning a lot about each other and, and hopefully yep. better things and appreciation. But as I, for, always, as I have said, through, and I will give you this advice because <laughs> this was my advice to myself and I used to share during, uh, you know, the teen years, which are not always fun. Mm. You know, if should something happen and I kill him, <laughs> please remember a jury of my peers consists only of other parents of teenagers. <laughs> That's a good that point. That would be my jury of my peers. I would be acquitted. That is hysterical. <laughs> I know. It's not easy. It's definitely not easy being a mom. And, of course, you know, speaking of moms, we have to mention that your mom, you know, the legendary Joan Rivers, such an icon for so many reasons. We don't have enough time to go over them today. She broke a lot of barriers for us, but I think what made her most memorable for everyone was her genuine ability to relate to everybody and make us laugh. And I, I wanted to ask you, if you told her right now what has been going on in 2020, what in the world do you think her reaction would be to all of this insanity? I think her head first would have exploded. <laughs> I do not think she would have handled quarantine well. You know, she didn't like to, she was, you know, so energetic. Right. Um, I think, I think on so many levels she would be, so disappointed in where our country is, mm-hmm. you know, and again, like you said, she could talk to anybody and relate to anybody and make everybody laugh. I think the most frustrating part for her, and this is actually sort of a mini series that I'm doing or that I've done within my podcast about the state of comedy. Mm-hmm. I think that she would find that terribly frustrating and terribly um, constricting. Right. And I think that would be endlessly frustrating for her. And I think she would, you know, she would be getting herself in trouble left, right, and center <laughs> from everybody, from every direction. I know. And I think, yeah. she w- I think she wouldn't care. Right. And I miss that. But, I mean, I miss that right. humor right the, now. The irreverence. 
But I think, and this is one of the things I talked about during my little comedy miniseries with these different comedians, is the second guessing of oneself and how that restricts the creativity in comedy. Right. Yeah. I, and I think, I mean, God, her humor is something that I could use every minute of my life right now. It yeah. is, you know, and I think But that's all why I started posting a jo- one of her jokes a day on my uh, different media, pla- social media platforms. I love it. I love that so much. And, I, you know, what was it like, you know, just to go back to that quickly, working with her, just watching her work ethic as an adult, you know, how did, how did she encourage and inspire you to become what you are today in that sense? Mm, you know, I grew up with it. So the work ethic w- has always been there. You know, it, sometimes I would just step back and watch how she negotiated different situations mm-hmm. um, and just learn. You know, I always, I always say, you know, I got to learn at the feet of the master. That's very well said. Absolutely. You know, and sometimes you have to, and especially when I was producing our shows, sometimes we would have conflict. But I always knew when it came to the comedy part, she was in the right. I would she always defer it. to her. Yeah. And she would defer to me on, on, the, on different producing things. So we really learned, you know, how to work around, or usually I learned how to work around you together. Right. No, but that's, and, and you know what, your relationship together, the respect, the professional and the personal and the love, respect that you had for each other, I mean, all I can judge from is what I saw on the screen was so admirable for, for so many other mothers and daughters out there. I know I look at my mom, I think in the same way that you would view your mom. And I loved watching your relationship and how you both respected each other professionally and then loved each other. I think there's nothing, there's nothing quite like that still to this day. Except with my parents. She used to, I think her favorite thing in the world was undermining my authority as a parent. Oh, I bet. <laughs> that was, I think, one of her, that was when people say, what were her hobbies? It would be painting and undermining my authority with my son. Oh, I love it. I would have it and no yet, other way, And she though. would do stuff, and I would do things, and she'd be like, wow, you are so much a better, you're such a better mother than I was. Yeah. I said, yeah, I'm doing what you didn't do. <laughs> you know, that always became... I love that. I, I think of what you and Daddy did, and then I do the opposite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do that. And that would always too. make her laugh. But I, I do think that was her favorite hobby. I love it. And you know, speaking of of women and the relationship and the professionalism that that each of you you had with each other, I wanted to talk to you about women working in the workplace in Hollywood in general. I hope that maybe times have changed a little, but have we gotten better with? Offering, hiring, encouraging women to be the boss, to be the worker behind the scenes, to have more control creatively. I mean, is it is it getting better? The environment. I think it. I think it is getting better. Um, you know, you have to crawl, then walk, then run. Mm-hmm. And I think we're finally starting to walk. Right. Um, you know, I, I was going through a list of directors for another project that I have coming up with. Uh, one of the other producers, and we all feel very strongly that it needs to be a woman director um, for a multitude of reasons. And it was amazing how long the list has become of absolutely phenomenal A-list female directors. Wow. That's great. You know, we to the point where we like, 
who do we let's let's who do we like on this list and let's put them in order. But it was like, wow, we have amazing. Um, and that doesn't mean we're going to get any of them, but we have amazing women to choose from. And I think the fact that it wasn't one or two on the list, Makes but a, a list of 10, 10 is yeah. huge. Yeah. So again, yeah. I think we're walking. We're not running yet, but we're certainly walking. You know, Melissa, we've been watching as TV entertainment shows, they've all been pivoting like crazy as well as, you know, every single business around us throughout the whole pandemic. Do you think shows like the one you and your mom established, you know, even like the red carpet, the fashion police, do you think shows like that, their formats will be forever changed or do you think they can sustain this new normal? What What's your perspective on how shows are going to be different moving forward after the pandemic? Well, I think we, we saw with the Emmys how, uh, and I think they did a phenomenal job of sort of the the making a template for how a big show like that could be done and done well. Um, red carpet, I don't know. I don't think, I don't think something like that is going to happen for a while. I know MTV tried putting a green screen for mm-hmm. people and letting them sort of model their outfits. I don't think you're going to get major people to do that. They're not going to want to get into full hair and makeup and stand in front of a green screen and spin around. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you know, I don't think fashion is like fashion police right now. It's a state unless we do, you know, all. It, how many times can you discuss athleisure right. <laughs> without wanting to, like, blow your brains out? Oh, my God, that's a riot. Oh, God. I think when we came back into work here in Boston and, you know, physically came in and we're all in separate studios, it was, God, it was like eight months before I had put on like an actual pair of buttoned jeans or structured pants. I was like, oh, God, this is what And they're so like. uncomfortable when you first put them. I put a couple pairs. I had to put on like my good black pants. Yes. I had to do an event. And it was a virtual event, but they were filming me in a specific place. I was like climbing out of my skin. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this all feels so awful. You know, I think, and I'm sure the first time I put on my jeans, I was like, oh, God. By the way, and I think our bodies have all morphed, whether you're fit or not, into a different shape. Because we haven't been in our feet. How about having, have you put on heels? Oh, no, still no. I still wear flats. I actually went shopping the other day to try to find ankle boot shoes. I'm like, oh, God, I couldn't fit. Like, my toes, it was almost like they were screaming at me, like, going in opposite directions. Like, what do you think? You're going to get me in here? No way. It's like our feet have all, we've all been barefoot for so long, like, everyone's feet have suddenly, like, spread to, like, they're supposed to be <laughs> yes just, oh, just to God. see what was going on i tried to put on a pair of again sort of ankle boots the other day on my right foot was like oh no 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 yeah. i'm the boss here lefty was like all right if you're just tuning in you're listening to exceptional women on magic 106.7 and we've been talking with tv star executive producer and daughter to tv icon joan rivers melissa rivers about her new podcast group text with melissa rivers and her digital platform love quarantine style which highlights stories about couples finding and losing love during the pandemic let's get back to our conversation so let's move on, obviously, to love quarantine style. This is this is so awesome. I love that you're doing this. Tell us about how you came up with this concept and why it was so important for you to allow others to sort of share their experiences of love, of heartbreak during this quarantine time. Yeah, it was like a mini series that we did. It was a very limited time and it was really at the height of COVID. And People are so lonely, and mm-hmm. but we've had these crazy relationships 
start that are uh, were totally not you know in 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 real life you would be like that's absurd. Right. But it was really amazing to see how people were connecting. It is funny, and you find so many different ways to do it. I mean, I we used to j- laugh and joke on this show about God. I would not want to be dating now. Like I, you know, I've I've been married for a little while now, but I I don't know that I could ever. How would I ever meet someone? And especially in a pandemic, what the hell do well, you do? I I had, I had I have trouble meeting people in non-pandemic. I, right, right. I, I know, just, this just it, it's so bizarre. It is. It's a strange time, but just to allow people to have the ability to share. And I thought that was just such a cool concept of just complete strangers sharing their stories of, you know, love and heartbreak is such a cool thing. And you're so good about that. It was a really fun sort of, you know, limited uh, series kind of thing, I always say. Um, And it was it was super fun. It was super fun and it was cheerful and it was fun. And it was, you know, made you feel like, oh, God, I'm not the only one going through this. And speaking of not the only one going through this, the concept of group texting, and this goes into your podcast that we're going to talk about. The concept of group texting has always made me laugh because just when I start to think that my group of friends and I are so weird for having a 78 text message exchange about our laundry, your podcast, Group Text with Melissa Rivers, you come in. God, you have such an ability to make me feel normal and that, like, I'm in your circle. And I just love that. Talk to us about your podcast and why you decided to do this with your friends. Um, well, you know, it, I, again, I would look back on my checks with my different groups of friends. And literally, like you said, you could have 78 texts about, you know, laundry pods. <laughs> And how many, how long you can actually get out of one dryer sheet, um, which Cooper and I had discussions about during during COVID, and how many dryer sheets were acceptable because you know he's nineteen, he would just grab like you know a handful and hurl them in. Oh God! Um, and then you know you have to figure out which ones are still good. Yes. Uh, um, so from that to politics to weird stuff that we talk about. And, you know, when you start a, a, a podcast, everyone's like, well, you have to stay in a specific lane. I'm like, my life is not in a specific lane. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to have do topics that interest me. And, you know, I look at a lot of things that my friends and I are talking about and, you know, what, what, what's going on. And it's super fun. And I have amazing guests. You know, we'll pick a topic and then we'll find experts and all these different things. And we do everything from the, from the weird, like, cults to the serious during Black Lives Matter, I did a mini-series called Can We Talk, Can We Listen? Mm-hmm. To right now, I'm just finishing up a little series on comedians in the state of comedy. And then I do, you know, look good, feel good. What are the latest and greatest things we can do so we don't come out looking like Sasquatch? Right. <laughs> I love it, though. What, what's the craziest, funniest story? Like something so unbelievable that we would not believe it, text message that you've ever gotten from a friend or family member? Craziest text ever. Oh, well, that's actually an easy answer. Um, It's more of an email question because my mother never actually wrote in the, I think she just thought it carried on, but you would get entire emails that were just in the subject line. Oh, God. And then it would be like, there's no content in the body of this text. (laughs) And it would be a whole text and it started in the subject line and just continued. Oh, that is so classic. I love that. That's so yeah. on point, though. I mean, 
that I think I when I got my first when my mom got her first cell phone and we were texting each other, she kept she said, I, I sent you like seven texts and I said, I haven't got nothing on my phone. I go to my email. There's 25 single word emails, each one separate emails all the way down. I'm like, mom, you didn't text me. You emailed me. I mean, come on. But that's that's so classic. I love I love knowing that. Yeah. So that I think that I think is, you know, I have and we kept we saved all of them. We downloaded all of them and, and saved them for archival purposes. Um, all of my mom's emails. She wasn't a texter. She was an emailer. Um, and uh, they're hilarious because basically all of them are written in the subject line. Oh, that's so great. I love hearing these stories. This is so great. I mean, I feel like, again, you have such an ability, whether you're doing a show, whether you're doing a podcast, to make others feel comfortable and feel like we're not alone. And I think during this insanely weird, strange time that everybody keeps saying, we need that. Like, we need more of Melissa Rivers. We need more of everything that you're doing because you have such a genuine and natural ability to make us laugh and feel sane when everything Oh, else- that means so much to me because I'm like, most of my friends are like, we need less Melissa Rivers. Oh, no, no, um, no. Um, that makes me feel great because, you know, I think I don't pretend that I have this, you know, glamorous life. I don't. Yes. I have a beautiful home, and I am fortunate for that. And I thank God every day that I am allowed to make a living in my chosen profession. Mm-hmm. And right. I know how lucky I am, but guess what? There, it is, I'm still sitting in my bathrobe trying to get work done, figuring out, you know, I'm going through the same things that everybody else is, and I'm not scared to say it. Yeah. Do I have help? Yes. Am I fortunate? Yes. Do I have a beautiful backyard that I've been able to use? Yes. But that right. does not make me unaware that people don't have that situation. And guess what? We're all trying to figure out how, how to not screw something up during quarantine. And, like, I can't cook. Oh, me neither. I can't cook. I'm a terrible cook. Thank God my son cooks because we would have starved. <laughs> this is you know? so great. Yeah, I, I, know. Think, I know. And so, like... We would take turns in who would wash and who would take out the garbage and, and walk the dogs. You know, and it's... by the way, just like everybody else, at one point, Cooper and I weren't even taking our clothes upstairs. Like, everybody started getting dressed in their laundry rooms <laughs> or by their washer-dryer. That was me. Yeah. That was us. We're like, screw it. Why take it upstairs? Right. No, it sounds familiar. I mean, same in my house. Melissa, one last thing before we let you go. Who would you say is the unsung hero in your life right now? Someone that just gets you through the day when you're anxious, sad, or just feeling like a good old hut mess? Oh, uh, I have so many great friends, and if I say one, I'm going to get in big trouble. (laughs) Um, But I think uh, Sabrina Miller, who's actually the uh, co-host on my podcast and has been with my family uh, she started out as the assistant's assistant 32 years ago, and she is literally a sister to me. She is Cooper's godmother. Um, you know, when I am just an absolute, complete disaster, I talk to her. Well, I love talking with you. And for those listening right now, you can catch Melissa's podcast, Group Text with Melissa Rivers. Melissa, it is such an honor to talk with you today. I've been looking forward to it all week. Thank you for continuing to be you. Oh, my God, that's you. such a low bar. Please shoot higher. No, stop it. <laughs> I, you always make us laugh, and we need all the laughter that we can get in the world. So thank you so much for being on the show today here in Boston. We love you. 
Thank you. Thank you to Melissa Rivers for being in the spotlight today on Exceptional Women. We talk to celebrities and CEOs and your neighbors who are quietly making an impact in their communities. Go to magic1067.com and email us if you know someone who you think is exceptional and should be featured on our podcast. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at sue.tab and at Kendra the Entertainer. Sue and I love talking with all of you, so be sure to join us every Sunday morning for another edition of Exceptional Women. Have a great day, everyone. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.